From the game gurus at Snakes and Lattes, you're listening to the Snakes Cast, a proud member of the Dice Tower Network. Welcome to the Snakes Cast, everyone. I'm Jonathan. Joining me this week are my co host Sean Jackman. Hello. Hey. And Steve Tassie. Greetings. And uh, we're going to talk about the phenomenon of things that are so bad they're good. This is usually something you see when we're talking about bad movies. Kind of things like Sharknado or something like that. The Room. <laughs> or Plan 9 from Outer Space. You know, right. the, the stuff that's just so unbelievably terrible that it sort of magically warps back around to being awesome. And the question of whether or not games can be so bad that they're actually good. That's what we're going to be talking about this time. Let's, let's start with movies to sort of get a, a, a bit of a ground for this. Guys, what do you think of bad movies? Are you capable of enjoying them? I love them. Pending uh, usually liberal amounts of alcohol. You're kind of an aficionado and of, of, of bad movies. You're, you're actually, you actually designed a series of card games about the, the bad movie, the Grave Robbers from Outer Space series. Yes, yes I did. Uh, those, those games were born of my love of B-movies and cheesy cliches. All right, we're going to be coming back to that. I think I feel like you like movies, Steve, that are like almost intentionally bad, which is like such a fine line to walk. Whereas like there is like a string of movies like you know Troll Two or The Room, like you mentioned, which is they're terrible movies, but unintentionally so. I like both. Yeah. I, okay. I do. I do like the ones that are intentionally bad. Like uh, shout out to Lost Skeleton of Cadavera, uh, hysterical <laughs> movie. Find it if you can. Um, but then I also like the ones that someone really seriously thought they were making a movie right. and just failed at every turn. Uh, right. The Roof, for example. A film that I am convinced you could watch completely out of sequence and it would not harm <laughs> your understanding of the story one iota. So, uh, Sean, have you got any favorite bad movies? Well, I mean, I came to Troll 2 based on a documentary... Uh, the Best Worst Film. The Best Worst Film, yeah. I mean... This documentary was made on the the fact that it is a cult sensation and the fact that like people love this movie for its uh, horribleness and uh, had movie nights uh, showing Troll Two by itself, you know. And there's there's so many problems with this movie: uh, <laughs> script, special effects. I mean, just the nonsensical. Uh, nature of the film in general from beginning to end. The fact that the director's clearly insane. Oh, the, the, direct, <laughs> the director's insane. The director's insane. I mean, acting is poor. Uh, you know, it is not It is not a good movie. However, you you do, uh, as you say, like, kind of embrace that, that horribleness. And, uh, it's impressive that um, as a sequel, Troll 2, right. sequel to Troll, right. the movie has absolutely no carry-through from the original film, nor does it in fact contain a single troll. No, no, a key missing element to, yeah. to the Troll series. Or Goblins aplenty, yeah. but no trolls. Or Metal Storm 2, the destruction of Jared Sin. No metal, no storm, no destruction of Jared Sin. <laughs> but I'm really glad you guys are here, because I actually have a lot of trouble appreciating bad movies. The, the, the only bad quote-unquote movies that I like are movies that are actually really good, stuff like Bubba Hotep. 
that's it's, it, they put it together like a B movie, but it's actually got a really good script and terrific acting. Uh, you know, it's it's really well paced. It just tells a terrific story. Or stuff like Troll Hunter, which is uh, a, a, one of those Blair Witch Troll type deals. That is so great. Amazing, amazing uh, but movie. it's it's you know it's, it's it's a bad movie as the structure and a lot of the yeah. uh, the idioms of a bad movie, but it's actually really good. It's well written. It's well performed. It's well paced. So I'm kind of lost at sea with the whole so bad it's good thing, and I'm really glad to have you guys along to help me through these waters. Um, let me ask you this. Do you think Evil Dead 2 is one of those movies that's so bad it's good? I mean, it's kind of scary, but it is it is slapstick in its, its yeah. execution. I, I actually believe that it is a good movie. Okay. Uh, I don't believe that it's a bad movie that makes it good. I think it's actually a good movie. I mean, it's corny and it's cheesy and right. the, the special effects are all the wrong color. <laughs> right. But... Um, Conceptually very cool, some groundbreaking camera work, uh, some amazing physical acting by Bruce Campbell. Uh, I think it's, it's, it's good on far more levels than it's bad, uh, and that makes it good. Let's, uh, all right, that's enough about movies for now. Let's move on to games now. So what can make a game bad? Lots of things. Like, uh, you know, a game can have bad art. We see, we Manhattan. See. <laughs> what, are, what are the colors of those pieces? What, off salmon? What is that? Um, yeah, I don't even know what to call that one. The, I call the other one sea foam. Right. But or, I don't know what to call the orangey, pink, peachy. Or like uh, catacombs, where it looks like it's uh, the D&D art that somebody drew on the back of their... Uh, math book yeah. during class, and it's really not somebody. Who, oh gosh, I'm, I just hurt somebody's feelings. Somewhere. <laughs> uh, okay, well we'll get to the so. I don't think our audience has quite that reach. <laughs> not yet, at least. Not yet, at least. Uh, so we can have a, a dumb or an overused subject like zombies. I'm so done with zombies at this point. Sure. I really had enough of that. Sure. Um, or it can be a boring subject like trading in the Mediterranean or doing business stuff or everyday stuff. Serious-looking people doing serious things. Grumpy guy on cover. You know that. What, uh, what, make, what makes a game bad to you guys? What are some bad things that can be in a game? Like We talk about bad acting or pace or whatever in a movie. What about games? In my opinion, uh, I think that the, the cardinal sin that a game can do uh, is a lack of choices. If I can't choose between a bunch of different things on my turn, I'm not having a good time with the game. So Snakes and Ladders is a bad game yes. by that measure. Yeah. Because you make no choices at all. Uh, for me, it's it's a slow game, a game where there's too much downtime, not enough player interaction, and the whole time we're playing, you know, you get uh, a 30 second turn, and then you're waiting, you know, 10 more minutes until your next turn rolls around to you, and, and it doesn't really matter at all what anybody else is doing. <coughs> Scrabble. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> a risk. Um, but yeah, yeah the, what, something that the two of you, uh, the, the, those, both of those uh, problems have in common is the fact that you're not involved. Right. Now, either your choices don't matter or you're just sitting on the sidelines not doing anything. Uh, a game where the downtime feels a bit more active, where you care about what's happening, can make for good spectator sportsmanship in sure. between. But you can't um, stop, for example. For example right. yeah, you're doing good. nothing on someone else's turn, but it's fun to watch them fail. And the peanut gallery factor... To keep going. For sure, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the goading them on, that peanut gallery factor is an important part of can't stop. So the downtime, in a way, isn't really downtime. Um, something that's too complicated or too simple for its own good, something like uh, tic-tac-toe, for example. Way too complicated. Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah. Drawing yeah. an X? I... <laughs> or lines! Long. 
<laughs> or uh, or something where it's it, where you feel like you make choices, but you're disconnected from something like uh, well, a lot of people enjoy Flux, for example. Mm, right. But for, for 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 a fair number of people, though, that's a bad game, though, because there's no way of knowing what on earth is going to happen yeah, it, as a result of playing this card instead of that. Too much card. chaos where no no there's no ability to form a real strategy that makes any kind of sense. So that even if you're if you're playing well, it doesn't matter because yeah. there's no such thing as playing well. Yeah, there exactly. Isn't. Exactly. But here's the rub, guys. There are a lot of people who enjoy Flux. That chaos, that sure. randoms is what they come to sure. Flux for. Are we in so bad it's good territory here? Sometimes. Here's the thing about Flux specifically. Okay. In 15 minutes, Flux is a fun game. In 45 minutes, Flux is hell. Uh, it can happen that the game plays you. You're simply a meat mm -hmm. puppet holding the cards and nobody wins for far too long. Uh, and when, when it drags into that territory, as far right. as I'm concerned, we have gone out the other side of so bad it's good into just it's bad again. But if it's a short game, I'm on board with Flux. I, I think that any any game or most games uh, can be played and enjoyed, and they could be considered a good game for the short experience you're going to have with them under the right conditions. You have to be in the right conditions. The right players, play. right mindset. You can play exactly. a game of life, sure, which is almost universally among you know hardcore gaming aficionados to be a bad game because you don't really get to do anything. It's not a very exciting theme. Um, it teaches you you have no agency in your own life. Sure, but you can you can treat that as a kind of bizarre Kafka esque uh, sort of uh, Ooh, satire. Kafka life. That's a that's a license that hasn't been done yet. Oh damn. <laughs> the question is, do you have to do you have to play these games to their completion, or can you get the taste of them, remember what it was that you liked about them, or didn't like about them? You and, know, when and I was forty five minutes through Motel Hell, I was ready to stop the tape and say, okay, I'm done. Yeah. But is it really, do you get the full experience if you don't see it through to its awful completion? You know, can you do the so bad it's good no, thing? No, you haven't earned it. <laughs> you haven't earned it if you haven't seen the whole thing or played all the way through to the end. To the bitter end. Yeah. All right, confession time, folks. Have you guys got any guilty pleasures, any games that you know are bad games? Well, as far as a game can be objectively considered to be bad, that you, that you still love? Omega Virus. 1992, I believe, is the release date of wow. this game. I don't own it, uh, but a couple of my friends do. I've played it a few times, and it's just silly, stupid fun. You are uh, a uh, you're a astronaut spy sent from Earth to a satellite around Earth that has been taken over by an evil virus that is going to unleash destruction upon Earth. So it's System Shock, the board game. Yeah. Now the thing is, there are four players. You each come from a different country. It is not cooperative, because it's not just important to save the world. Your country has to save the world. <laughs> right. So what makes it so bad? Um, oh, the graphics are ugly. Um, it has a cheesy, uh, synthesized electronic voice that talks to you. That, that appeals um, to me. I, I oh, it's one of the game. early electronic yeah. games, the yeah, talking yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. And, and the, the Omega virus itself is horribly overacted. <laughs> uh, Die, puny human! <laughs> Actually worse than Shodan. That's yeah. impressive. Um, 
I've not, I've not played Omega Virus, but like I had it described to me, it sounds like an amazing game. So I'm gonna, I, I mean, just based on on your description, I'm kind of leaning to the cheesy, crappy <laughs> side. But I, right, so, I still really want to try it. Confession time. Your turn. I don't know if I own any bad games. Uh, working at Snakes and Lattes is the best slash worst thing that happens to my game collection because I I buy the games I really, really want, but the games that I just like and want to play occasionally but not all the time, I, I have access to that library. So I've, I've kept my collection pretty lean and mean. I probably have some games that other people would consider bad, but I don't know if I have some universally bad games. So um, the, your, your love of bad movies doesn't translate over then, I guess. No, no, because bad games are so much more of a time commitment if they're really that bad, I, in my mind anyway. I suppose so. I mean, if it, the longer a game gets, the worse it can get in yeah. that respect, because the more suffering you have to endure. Yeah. I, I think that with, with games, there's not quite as much ability to enjoy a bad game as there is, say, a bad movie, because you have to be involved in sure. it. Yeah. You have to be taking it's part. It's not enough to just, just be watching. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's an active element. The, the game is happening to you, and if it's not good, why is that fun? But you could watch something that's not good and yeah. and laugh at it. I've, I've never seen anybody uh, Mystery Science uh, Theater 3000 a game. Uh, Coming soon to a tabletop episode near you. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, my turn. Um, I love Catacombs. It's the game that I just slagged on the art earlier on for being the kind of stuff that you'd see on some of the back of somebody's math book. Uh, or like on the cover of an old school D&D monster. Really game. old school. <laughs> the game is so good. It's basically a, a dungeon crawler fantasy adventure thing where you fight monsters and stuff, but it's all with little wooden discs that you flick around, and some of them are bigger or smaller, and you can shoot arrows which are little discs and cast spells and put stuff on the board, and dungeon it's so... Crokinole. It's Dungeon Crokinole, and it's amazing. It works really, really well. And in a way, I think that the bad art, that quote-unquote bad, or it may actually help because it lowers the emotional stakes. It you look at this and you think, oh, I can do this. You know, I, I can handle this. This is not some big serious thing. This is this is this is an after school thing. And if, if it may be the closest thing I can think of to a game that manages to do something that's so bad it's good. And once again, my sincerest apologies to the artist for Catacombs. I feel like such a jerk saying this, but I love your art. I love your game. Um, even in spite, or maybe even because of all this stuff. He, he is crying in his I know, I know, right now. I know. So, um, as gurus, do you guys ever recommend bad games deliberately as sort of a, something that people could enjoy? You know, like a big hit for us is Banana Macho, and uh, I mean, I you know that's not a bad game. That's well, an awesome game. You could consider that, but I mean, to a hardcore gamer, I mean, we okay. like it to play it every once in a while. But like, if we're talking among uh, in in terms of like hardcore gamers, I would I would say that there's not many game nights based around Banana Macho. You know, maybe <laughs> as a filler. But I will, I will happily recommend that game because it takes a second to teach and you've got a squeaky banana in there. And I it's mean, true. Most, I, I like to recommend Dancing Eggs and Chicken Cha 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 sure. for the same reason. Sure. Lupin Louie is legendary among the hardcore gaming nerds as a very silly, quote-unquote, bad kids game yeah. that people just love. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Steve? I generally will only start recommending bad games if uh, the people that I'm helping 
have been shooting down my sincere good game <laughs> suggestions, uh, which happens a surprising amount. There are a lot of customers who come to the cafe who don't trust us. They don't trust that we are experts. I mean, when you go to your doctor, do you say, oh, sure, you say I've got cancer, but I think it's just allergies. Now, now, Steve. The taste does come into account here. Some Absolutely people do like does. to play Game of Life and genuinely have a good time yeah. with it, no matter how much we might hate it. Uh, when it comes to allergies and stuff, that's a little bit more hard and fast. But uh, it, when it comes down to it, yeah, I'll, I'll recommend games that I consider to be bad if I think sure. it'll be a good fit, as will I think any of this. Yeah. But um, I try to avoid it, but I will eventually do it if it seems that that's sure. what the party is. Some people want to go to the movies to. and watch Transformers 4 or whatever. Anyway, this has been a really weird sort of experimental episode, folks, but I hope you've enjoyed it. I know we have. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time at Snakes and Lattes. I'm Jonathan Moriarty with Steve Tassie and Sean Jackman. Game on. Game on. Thank you. And thanks for listening. We'll have a new Snakes cast for you every week at snakesandlattes.com. In the meantime, you can follow us through your favorite social networking sites, such as Facebook and Twitter, or best of all, meet our gurus in person at Snakes and Lattes in Toronto. Until then, this is P.T. Douglas. Game on.